0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hops and Handshakes. This is episode 19, I am your host Isaac Oswalt and I am here with my good buddy from a long time, we know each other a long time, Mr. Robert Hughes of Hughes Integrated and we are here at the Electric Cheetah. Um, I have already acquired my beer and we are anticipating a special arrival of the
1: First of all, Rob,
0: say hi. Say hi, Rob.
1: Hi, Rob. So, (laughs) hey, at the end of the day, Electric Cheetah, one of the reasons I love this restaurant is it has such a unique story of every plate of food that you can order, especially uh, some of the uh, drinks that they have available. Sure. Um, At one point, I heard they had something like 20 or 30 uh, different root beers on tap here. That's why we're here? So Exactly. So I actually ordered the old-fashioned, oh no, the Kodiak, right? The Kodiak. Kodiak. And then what would you get with it? Well, first of all, the Kodiak,
0: according to
1: our server, is uh, supposed to be perfect for like sitting in a log cabin out in the woods. And I actually got an ice cream float, a root beer float Ah. with that.
0: So what kind of ice cream in it?
1: Well, I think you... I don't
0: know, we'll ask, ask. We'll ask. It's probably vanilla, but I do wonder... Is it wonder, Jesse? Who is it, who's it? Jesse is a server. But right. I do
1: wonder if there's something special about the vanilla as well. Okay. So.
0: Well, okay. Well, uh, as that anyway. as that continues on, um, as you guys know, on this show, we like to highlight some people doing some very interesting things um, around West Michigan and other parts, yeah. and uh, I've known Rob uh, a long time, uh, meeting back in college. That's right. You Michigan say Right. And you were... I... Oh... Get some oh, right here. Time out. Thank you. Thank you. What type of ice cream is that? It's just vanilla bean. Vanilla bean. Okay. But is gotcha. it made with real
1: vanilla beans? I'm
0: not sure. Okay. Story, Perfect.
1: Perfect. Thanks, Jesse. Well, We have to cheers this, though. Cheers. I've never cheers an ice cream. That's a first on the show. All right. Brother, when was the last time you had a root your float? It's
0: been a long time. It's been a long Has time. It. I have zero interest. You all yours. Okay. All right. Yeah, thank you. I'm getting after it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. So. I have mentioned before to the community that yeah. there was a book that a gentleman by, and he actually just reached out to me too. Excellent. A gentleman by the name of Kevin Coons.
1: Yeah. Just oh, reached yeah. out to me at Michigan yeah. State,
0: and during this interaction and, and how we were brought together, I read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh. Okay, yeah. And Robert it completely Kisaki, yep. it completely flipped my philosophy. Love it. On, I literally read it a couple times. Yeah. It was over Christmas break. It was yeah. after. So anyway, kind of hit the gear of. Other things possible than maybe what I was learning in college, right? Absolutely, yes. So from there, that's the context and how Rob and I met each other, and then we've kept in touch at different stages of our of our life to this point, and definitely of a of a course of working for companies, and then obviously doing your own things in a blended. So um, I'll tee that up. That's how we know each other. That's why there's certainly mutual respect amongst the entrepreneur committee uh, crew, I should say, and uh, you know. Rob, uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm thanks glad. I'm glad you ordered the first uh, root beer float on hops and handshakes. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing today, yep. and then and then give us the Tarantino aspect and like how'd you get there? Yeah, right. sure.
1: Well, at the end of the day, Isaac, we have a tremendous problem uh, in the marketplace today, and essentially the problem is this: uh, many companies are wasting an enormous amount of money. On ineffective marketing. Sure. Um, many companies uh, you know maybe you watching this you've gone through the same experience before where you, know, you want to build a brand new website so you take a look at what you've got on there and you hire a graphic designer to come in and, and you may sit in an idea session even in a in a um, boardroom or you know, sit with other creatives on your team try to come up with the perfect words to put on the website Right. you place it up there you spend $30,000 updating your website and then you watch it after developing and deploying it, and it does nothing different than before you had built it. And the reason is, is that words are essentially important on the website. People don't buy based on pretty websites anymore. That's kind of website 1.0 of the past. Today, we live in an attention age and it's no longer uh, about beautiful designs and aesthetics as much mm-hmm. as it is the clarity of the message. And so in the work that I get to do, I get to help come alongside companies using the StoryBrand SB7 framework as a StoryBrand certified guide uh, to help them clarify their message so they can get crystal clear and help customers engage
0: their brand. All right, so yep. for a little context, basically at the end of the, I mean, it's funny, like we get, obviously owning a marketing company as yeah. one of our companies, we, we have, should I do social media, should I do this? I get all these questions daily. And I always go back to the answer is probably yes, but I'm more concerned this happened this morning too. Happened this morning in a a meeting with the Better Business Bureau. I'm like, let's forget about the channels for just a second. What are you gonna say that makes me, that tells me you're better or different or gets me intrigued on why I should continue to listen on? Because for my world, and Alex and our crew and team like that, we know that we have yeah. 1.7 seconds to get you to stop your thumb. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to keep going. You know, that's to stop the my thumb. We...
1: I thought I was twiddling my thumbs. No, no, no. But, we, you we know, need... I'm very engaged. We, 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 they're they're <laughs> going to go. They're going to keep going. You're going to keep going on your yeah. phone,
0: right? And I only really got 1.7 seconds to capture your attention. That's very true. All right? That's very so, true. And, then, um, and that's just kind of the world that we live in. But then we're always pulling from ideas on what that core yeah. story is or what yeah. that... Or whatever the, t- the terminology would you up, with like why are you in business and I think it's, it's it's been fascinating and I like what you're doing now and I want you to tell uh, you, you told a little bit about what you're doing but sure. I want to tell you the path and how you got there too yeah, and some yeah. of the things sure, sure. but I think what's fascinating is <laughs> sitting down like at the end of the day we understand that there's a monetary benefit to running a successful business and I understand that a lot of the executives and business owners we work with are after that goal but the market is not entirely interested in purchasing your product so you can get rich. They're interested in something for themselves and meaningful for themselves. So there has to be a connective layer to that. Yeah. And I think that's where people like yourself and what you're looking to do is helpful and it's extremely valuable and really the root of it. But uh, I'll, I'll shut up from that contest. Tell us tell us yeah, kind of the little, steps that it took to get to, to, to get here.
1: Yeah, a little backstory. So I um, started a business in 2011 with a business partner. Uh, that is essentially actually an executive coaching firm yeah, exactly. uh, since 2011 we've been blessed to be able to serve clients in 29 states across the u.s and ontario canada as well yep. uh, working with companies helping them create clarity for their uh, vision mission of the organization and ultimately uh, focus their sure. efforts so that they can achieve more results in less yeah. time and also enjoy the journey not burn out sure so in, in working with that company and building that company since 2011 uh, we tried a lot of different things in marketing right. yeah and in uh, about a go, year okay, and a Go half through ago, it. Like,
0: what did you try? Tell me some specific. Oh stuff. well, we
1: threw you know dollars into Facebook marketing. We've, sure. Um, the, ad we do, uh, yeah, the ad product. Ads, okay. exactly, right. Yeah, purchasing um, ads. Exactly. Yeah. We've done a lot of like uh, education-based marketing. where sure. We'll go to events and we'll put on like a sideshow act. Sure. You know, breakout session and so on off okay. of the main stage speaker, and then aggregate those leads forward. So uh, the very
0: top of the funnel, education-based, going to yes. a site in which the market's there, which is great.
1: Which is great, but you know, even the term executive coaching, there's a lot of folks that are using that term these days. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. I could use any term, and based on your background and experience, you'll have a definition for that term that may or may not be accurate to the type of business that we're trying to run. And so, a couple of years ago, I became exposed to a gentleman by the name of Donald Miller. Yeah. Um, I met him. He's a good dude. Who has since gone on to author the book Building a Story Brand, which I think, you know, if you haven't read this, this would be an absolute That's read to a good pick one. up. Definitely is. But in this book, he talked about um, you know the, the, one of the major pitfalls that a lot of companies have is they try to make their story all about them. When to be honest with you, the customer really doesn't care <laughs> about your story as an organization. They care about can they see their story through your organization. So the reason people visit your website or even read your marketing collateral is because they have a problem they're hoping that you can solve. Sure. And if you just go on a rambling of saying, you know, this is what our company does and who, you know, what we're about and our why that exists and all of this, unless they can connect with it, they're going to zone out and kind of file you away into this, you know, sea of other ideas that will never ever be, you know, picked up or looked at and ultimately you won't convert that lead. So Donald Miller's uh, story brand material is about creating crystal clear, um, you know, clarity around a company's um, story, and that they'll be able to tell it in such a way that people actually want to listen to it. Sure. So that's yeah. the work that I get to do as a story
0: brand guide. Yeah, and yeah. Donald has done a remarkable job of the whole process of really taking something that, to the outsider, seems. Ambiguous, or Like you know, like it seems like very high, like puffy clouds, like not tangible, whatever. But he's actually put it into a uh, the whole structure is put into a process that's duplicatable, right? That's exactly. Is that, that, that makes sense? Okay. So,
1: so, like the human brain, Isaac, you you probably know this from the work that you guys do as well. But the human brain essentially has two core functions. Well, three if you count finding the right root beer on a on a list of 40
0: options. I'm yeah, looking. I'm really fascinated what the other two are.
1: <laughs> but essentially, there are two functions. The first right. is to help you survive or thrive. Okay. I mean, think back to caveman days, Maslow's hierarchy of yes. needs, yes. you know, shelter, food, protection, yes. uh, you know, those are some of the essential survival needs that yeah. that you are wired, hardwired to, to uh, Correct. you know, for your brain to, to help you you know, survive. Of but course. as you move up, Through that hierarchy of needs, your identity, connection to others, um, relationships, those are more of the thriving side of that scale. So, you know, when I'm talking to a room of people, what I like to say is, you know, if I'm presenting, everybody close your eyes and raise your, your right finger in the air and without looking, point to the nearest exit door. Now, open your eyes. Now, you didn't come into this restaurant saying, I need to memorize where that exit door is. But your brain is constantly scanning the environment for information mm-hmm. to say, in the event that I need survival, I'm going to store this away in a place where I can, I can access it quickly. Yes. So survival yes. is absolutely Well, there's key. a cheetah right there, for crying out loud. That's exactly so, it. yeah, I mean,
0: I'm That's looking exactly at it. There's probably a backdoor out there. I haven't really figured that out. But you're right. Right. We remember things we don't, subconsciously, that we don't understand that we so,
1: do. Survive and thrive is a key filter that the brain is constantly working, uh, you know, to harvest information. Right. There, there's actually a second a second function as well. The human brain is designed to conserve calories, wants to help you conserve calories. Case in point, your brain burns calories. Not enough. In the work that you do, are you ever copywriting in the work that you do? People I know do. People you know do. Hey, have you ever written a term paper for college or, you know, copywritten some marketing collateral where you're just sitting for an afternoon in front of your computer screen and you're typing on a keyboard and you're thinking about the perfect email or whatever you're trying to write in that. Mm -hmm. How do you feel on the back end of that? Exhausted. Mm -hmm. I mean, quite frankly, you have no reason to be exhausted. Were you running a marathon? Right. Were you lifting weights? No, you were just sitting in a chair and wiggling your fingers a little bit. Sure, sure. But at the end of the day, you're blow-torching calories in your brain. So so if I come up to you in a party, so your brain burns calories constantly, and it's trying to help you conserve it. And if I say, hey, Isaac, what do you do for a living? And you start out by saying, well, Rob, it's kind of complicated. What are you telling me right there? Subconsciously, you're telling me, this is going to take a lot of calories. My brain kind of checks out. I may smile and nod a little bit, but if we're at a cocktail party,
0: I'm probably thinking about the electric cheetah food that's uh, being cooked behind you. You're like, man, I was just trying to be nice, I don't need a novel. <laughs> huh? So,
1: so our, our brain is constantly scanning the environment for information, it's going to help us survive or thrive, and we're trying to do it in the quickest way possible, conserving calories.
0: So, so if I don't listen to my wife sometimes when I'm supposed to be listening, can I tell her that I'm conserving calories? Yeah. Or because my brain's typically somewhere else. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's a, it's a marital issue. No, it's not a marital issue. Being facetious, but no, you're always like you're, next your next up your the marriage advice <laughs> section.
1: <laughs> We're gonna bring in clinical psychologist and counselor. Uh, yes, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> the the downside of a futuristic and strategic mind is being present sometimes. But no, it's it's a fascinating thing because you like you get out of meetings, yep. and you're like, oh my gosh, you just sat there in a chair all day, yep. and you're white, right? So, That's exactly it.
1: Well, so the key is, so as a company, like, what do you do with this information? You've got to create such clarity around your message that customers can quickly identify how your message helps them survive or thrive in the quickest amount of time possible. You said 1.7 seconds. I think that's very true. They're they're asking, uh, can this person help my story?
0: So it was. I mean, I'm going to dive in here because I had a, you know started off having a marketing company four and a half years ago and I had some of my best friends yeah probably until this year maybe last year some of my best friends that know me pretty well they're like yeah. I really don't know what the hell you do yeah. like and whose faults that right it's because I was like well it's complex and we kind of do this stuff and we do this things and we do that and we've narrowed it down a little bit um, and we're, we're better at it now but like that hard thing. All right, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna piggyback on yeah, you. Yeah. What you're hitting on yeah. is something that I think a lot of people, whether yeah. they call it an elevator pitch or whatever, thinking, sure. I think a lot of people shy away with it. They're like, just if I had a half an hour, yeah, I could tell it. Oh and yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. You got ten seconds. You what do you say? And that's hard, right? We, but that's where you come in.
1: Well, we, we live in the attention age. This is not the information age. Our iPhones and Correct. Androids are designed to invade our attention space. How sure. many commercial messages is the average person exposed to in a given day? Thousands.
0: It's an amazing number. Thousands. It, 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 it truly is. And so you know, 60,000 thoughts a day, all this other stuff. We're constantly on, right? So, yeah.
1: so we're almost being conditioned as a little bit of skeptics. Correct. To say, you know what? I'm going to distrust everything yes. and be very selective yes. with what I pay attention to. Yes. So when people approach your brand, what they're really asking is, how does Isaac's brand help me become better? How do they help me? Um, how's it going to make my life better? So what do they sell? You know, How does it make my life better? And what's the next action that I need to take to buy it? If they can't answer that in 1.7 seconds, 5 seconds, some short amount of time, they're probably going to tune you out and move on to your competition. It's harsh to say, but it's true.
0: Clarity, right? Absolutely. So, so do you do you believe... I mean, this all sets, clarity of who you're going to be and all that, all all, all mixed together, but. All right, can we, can we walk through an example? (laughs) Because this is exciting. So,
1: so, okay, so in the U.S., okay, in the United States, if you're watching this in the U.S., um, and I'll also speak to your European market as well, but if you're watching this in the U.S., we, in the last year or two, came through a presidential election cycle. I mean, it's, this may be shocking news to hear that. Yeah. But. By the way, we have a new president now in the last year and a half, okay? It's been about a year and a half or so, uh, but he campaigned on a slogan. Do you know what that slogan was? It's something about America, let's say it together. Make America Great Again. Now, this is not a political statement at all, not at all a political statement but make America great again. Mm-hmm. Directly appeals to the survivor-thrive mechanism, and it said so simply, some would say too simply, but said so simply that it doesn't take calories to understand it. Correct. Viewer, what was Hillary Clinton's campaign slogan?
0: Uh, I I... Late in the game,
1: she said, I'm with her. That was, was one of, late of them. In the game. That the was story it. was all about Hillary, not about the... Oh.
0: From a marketing aspect, so, so and she again, this,
1: well, this so, is not a this is actually. not a political statement at all. But Hillary had 120 points in her campaign overall that she was going to improve America with. 120 is way too many, too yeah, many calories. Yeah. So, just to be fair, let's reverse the tape. Six six years or so, Barack Obama is campaigning in his second term. Barack Obama had a campaign slogan. Do you remember what that was? Six years old now. I remember the original one. I don't remember Go the ahead. original one. Go ahead. original one, 10 years ago. Oh, he's talking about change the entire time. Change. Change yep. we can believe in. Yep. Change we yep. can believe in. What was John McCain's? I'm old. <laughs> John McCain, if you're watching this, brother, uh, you're you've old. been through a lot. Yeah. yeah. We, we deeply respect you as a war hero. But yeah, I, I'm you're sorry. Honestly, that but is also true. But at the end of the day... Barack Obama directly nailed that survive or thrive in the conserve calories. Absolutely. So, in making that message so simple, so portable that people can be advocates for your brand, it's essential uh, if you're going to have an effective message in the attention age of our right. day.
0: Who does it well? What you're talking about? Some brands that you think do it well?
1: Well, um, we could take a look at any brands that you want to take a look at. Um, or. Yeah. We can dive, dive into it as some kind of example
0: so, if
1: you like to, or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, recently, um, I have a chiropractor I'm working with in uh, Nebraska. Mm. Um, love love the uh, the organization, love the, the owner, the lead chiropractor for the organization. But what's a chiropractor do? I yeah, mean, yeah. if you're gonna write the front headline of a website for a chiropractor, what are you gonna put on it? And he's a, they're typically ambassadors of wellness. Ambassadors of wellness, right? Yeah. And so I agree. That's probably a true statement. Yeah. It's a statement. And it's true it's about, a story. about chiropractors. His name is Dr. Mike. it's true that he would be an ambassador of wellness. What we ended up with is a headline that says, Become You Again. Okay. So now it's no longer about Dr. Mike. It's all about the pain that has been holding you back from living the full self that you want to become. Sure. So we take we took a pivot with that and created a front website for him that it, is all about the client, the patient, all about their story coming through it. Right. Nice. We've done the same thing with physical therapy offices. Financial advisors, if you're going to be running a financial advisory service, what are you going to put on the front of your website? Sure. I mean, what, I mean what, what do you typically think people come to a financial advisor for? Well,
0: obviously, the wealth preservation and the growth and the, and the understanding the entire financial game where... I could speak to this at length, but they've made it so darn complex that yeah. they just would rather you just push it across and pay 1% yep. to not to ignore it, right? So, yeah, so. So, so
1: there's a whole business end of the financial advisory Absolutely. service. Um, Absolutely. And, and what we've done with several different clients that I've worked with in financial services, it depends on the type of client that they're trying to reach. Yeah. For those that are trying like that million and up club that are looking for the upper echelon of the you know, investable assets, yeah. uh, we may appeal to the folks that don't want their money to run out. So um, have money when you need it, most. You know, something like that that is about the client's story. Um, for others, it could be the fact that they feel like they're just a number going into ABC Advisory, uh, Correct. you know. So for them, maybe it's, you know, an expert who actually listens. Is that, that's actually what they're looking for. And then maybe that's the headline that you want to put on there. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the website should be, the front frame of that website should be so crystal clear, so clean that people can answer those three things. What do you offer? Like, what are you selling? How does it make my life better? And then what do I need to do to buy it? So many websites fail to include a clear call to action. And I'll tell you right now that if you are selling a product or selling a service through your website, monetizing the website that way, You should have a Buy Now button in the top right corner that is bright, colored, total contrast from the rest of your website. Uh, Above the fold, above above the the scrolling,
0: yeah, there has to be... Top right corner. Yeah. Because
1: the eye moves in a Z pattern. You'll you'll read this in the book, uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. But the eye moves in a Z pattern throughout a website. So people start actually in in the top corner of the website, they move over to the other side, and they Z pattern down. So if you follow that... Um, strategically placing copy and call-to-action buttons, you'll dramatically see an increase in uh, lead conversion and engagement. And we saw it. I mean, I think you originally asked me, "What's my story with Storybrand and how this come about?" So, with our other business, R3 Coaching, uh, in 2011, we started marketing this thing, and it really felt like guerrilla marketing, where we were just getting out there and doing these education-based workshops and aggregating our own leads. Um, email marketing was always, you know, interesting for us, but we weren't very effective with it. A few years ago, we became exposed to the story-branded principles, and we saw literally overnight double engagement in our email click-through rates, and that has continued to be a trend that we've really benefited from. So, you know, in marketing, email marketing, one of the biggest questions is, are you, are you putting information in front of people that they actually want to see, and are they going to click through and take an action that comes out of it? The story-brand principles and creating the clarity around them have helped us do that
0: as a firm. Sure. Yeah. No, it makes a ton of yeah. sense. I mean, and I think it's... I think we have, it, we have it written in our office and we have it, uh, we share it in this, we have a channel in Slack. And Slack is a basically an organized text thread that we use habitually in our business. And, um, you know, it always pops up as we're contributing different pieces of content that we find valuable and meaningful. But one of them is like an article that somebody wrote on Medium, and we've shared it a few times I'd now. say it again, media? Um, medium. Medium.com, medium. right? Uh-huh. Uh, article network. Um, and it says, great marketing isn't for you. And you go through and you read the whole thing and he says, it's not for you, it's for them. It's for your market, it's not so for you. So true. You know? But that's his headline. and some, So you, you click it and you're like, uh, okay, what's going on here? But the, it's highly fascinating. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's the steps that leading up to that. And you know, um, and then I, I guess I have to say, as we talk about this stuff, uh, what we've learned here talking about with what, what, what Rob is doing is there hasn't been a more important time in human history in my opinion that marketing and sales need to directly align. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We work with businesses that view marketing as making a flyer or two in the back room and then the salespeople go sell it. And they really need to connect because the yeah. the customer experience is happening, you know, with people and then yeah. happening a lot without people. Yeah. What's that story that you're telling them without that, right? Yeah. Or yeah. what are your salespeople like when they say "give me thirty seconds," what what are they saying? Oh, like we we had an, uh, an an event that we were uh, that we were part of about a year ago. We had VP of Sales owners of significant size companies. We asked them to give their elevator p- pitch. Uh, we had a few people that I thought were going to puke on their shoes. Ah. Right? <laughs> and they're running they're running billion dollar organizations uh, and they're in their charge yeah. of sales, right? You so. only get
1: one chance at a first impression. Yes. Don't waste it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, what did you get, by the way? That doesn't look like root beer. Hell no.
0: <laughs> um, I got the. It's not on here.
1: I got the uh, Arbor Brewing Saw IPA. He got the 21 Handshake. Is what he got. That's got what it. it's called you now. You got it. Sure. Yeah. I
0: don't. I guess you know, that could be it. We're going to call this work.
1: the 21 handshake. Can we call this the 21 handshake? That's pretty cool, man. How is it? Is it is it uh, It's delicious, and if you wanted a sip of it, I would share because I, so appreciate I do love that. you that much. Uh, that, that
0: that means a lot. But, but it's but okay. I, I am I am all set in that regard. Okay. So so listen here.
1: Why story and why story brand? Sure. Like we've said, we've said, you know, throughout this uh, interview here that there's a story-based marketing approach, but like what does that actually mean? Yeah. So, I told you about, like, we live in this attention age where our minds are constantly being invaded, um, you know, with marketing messages and so on. Mm -hmm. Story, well, actually, the average human brain daydreams 30% of the time. And if you made it this far into the video, there's a chance that you started daydreaming or checking an email. Stop doing that, okay? (laughs)
0: Listen, I got this trick. It's called the thumb trick right here. They can't help it. Look at this. Very nice. Very nice. Very that's nice. That's magic. Very nice. That is
1: magic. <laughs> and it does impress my eight-year-old and four-year-old.
0: That's perfect. But Hold sto- on to that, so, so that'll wear off. But so, yeah. Yeah. as
1: Isaac's daydreaming, we're all daydreaming. Yeah. 30% of the time, story has the ability to pause the human brain from daydreaming for 90 to 120 minutes. Case in point, how long was the last movie that you went to oh, see yeah, in the that's, theater?
0: yeah. Absolutely.
1: And have you ever gone to a three-hour movie? Stuff. Are you looking at your watch? Are you checking your yep. phone? Stuff. Are you thinking about dinner? Mm-hmm. You start to daydream after the 120 minute threshold. Sure. And so essentially, what Storybrand did was it took all of the best well told stories and it overlaid the common kind of storylines on top of one another sure. and extracted seven core elements that we can leverage in the marketing realms. These elements include things like character transformation. Yep. What does the hero actually want? hero, yep. The hero meets a problem. Any good story has a good problem uh, that the hero has. So our problem is a brake press in the back. So the the character needs to be transformed. They have a desire, a want, that's the hero. Mm -hmm. Uh, They meet a problem. Then what happens? Luke Skywalker meets Yoda. Um, Katniss Everdeen meets Woody from Cheers. You know, everybody's got a hero, a guide that they meet. Uh, so the guide is somebody who's been there, done that, has the t-shirt to prove it. They have the authority and the empathy. Yeah. Uh, and then the guide provides them a plan, calls them to action, that if they don't take that action, it could result in failure, but ultimately want to leave in success. There's a fork in the road part of the story. Fork in the road part yep. of the story, exactly. Yep. exactly. No,
0: uh, the turning point where there's no, uh, Sorry. No turning back point, right? Yeah, it can either be X, it can either go here or here. That's right.
1: So if a company can frame their messaging in that model, what we call through StoryBrand, the SB7 framework, it can powerfully capture the attention of the target and ideal client and tell that story in such a way that that ideal client wants to listen to it. Sure. They lean into
0: that story. And your ability to capture somebody's attention allows you to... Generate the relationship and tell you know, all, all that, and you continue on your sales process from Step there.
1: Step one of twenty-one yeah. in terms of the handshake. You got it. This right. moment has been brought to you by yeah. twenty-one. Handshake. You don't
0: have to plug us. I appreciate that though. Okay. Um. TV timeout, or maybe I should clap, clap again. You make fun of me. All right. So, got a little background on you, a little into how you got here. How many, let's see, how many years have you been an entrepreneur? Well, 35. <laughs> <laughs> Did you the, know? Like, How many years have I been making an income as an entrepreneur? It's, <laughs> no, hold on. it's, it's never the same as... We could, yeah, go ahead. Never, no, it's never the same as like how many years you've been an entrepreneur. There's so, times where you uh, you don't.
1: So here's the deal, there's entrepreneurs and there's entrepreneurs. <laughs> and I think I'm somewhere in between the, both of them at different times you know, in my life. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're watching this and you have considered that scary moment where you take the plunge and you go fully independent, um, my biggest encouragement for you is to not to try to go chase money around for that. Start with your purpose. Who are you uniquely designed to be? What types of activities uniquely ignite a passion in you? And can you find an economic engine that supports that? If that is the case and you can find that pair-up, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. That is the type of business that, uh, that you are called to pursue. And uh, so it's taken me you know several years of entrepreneurism to figure that out a little bit, but, uh, you know.
0: So there's a lot of popular content on social networks talking about, you know, find your purpose. The same stuff you're talking yeah. about. And it's yeah. all true. Yeah. But I think there's a part of this that is missing is how much how many things personally for my story I've experienced Yeah. to figure out what that was. Like, yeah, we just yeah, I can't just, oh, I know my purpose whatever like some like I it, you, it requires a ton yeah. of action for a lot of people to figure out the purpose yeah. because you actually have to remove, it might, you might have 39 things that you didn't like, and then the 40th one, or you start kind of gauging to that. Like, There's yep. things that I like, that I liked about 21 Handshake, things I didn't, and you, yeah. you, it's, it's a continuous process though, right? Because I think it is. sometimes in modern society today, it's like, find your purpose is like Plug it into Google Maps, and you just <laughs> drive there, and in 37 minutes you'll be at your purpose. Yeah, and we'll show you the nearby restaurants. Like, it's not. It might. No. Like, if you're, th- if it's that way for you, you're lucky. No. In other ways, it actually it, you require experiencing yeah. a lot of different things.
1: You know, I think your your life leaves a breadcrumb trail, like the yeah. old "cantalenglito." <laughs> okay. I just accented yeah, that. I, that motive. was yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I know what you said though. <laughs> but your life. What was it without the accent? Hansel and Gretel? That's what I thought. Okay, leaves good. a breadcrumb trail. And if you, now looking forward, I agree. If you say, I need my purpose so I know where I'm headed, you're probably going to struggle in that a little yeah. bit. But one of the best places to start is to look backward at where you've come from. Even in the job that maybe you're watching this, you've got a job that you don't really enjoy that much, think about what are some of the aspects of the job that you do actually enjoy. And maybe it's 5%, you know, sadly, maybe it's 5% of what you do, but pay attention to that. Subjectively, what are some of the things that you think you would enjoy? People that are closest to you, what would they say that you're best at? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I would also say, objectively, like personality profiles, Myers-Briggs, DISC, some of those. All of those can start to give you some clues to the types of work. And even in entrepreneurship. You talking, something about self-awareness, though, too. Well, time, yeah. I mean, even in your company, I mean, I would imagine that there's a lot of different expressions that you could take um, as leading your organization with Twenty One Handshake, but you've chosen uh, to equip and empower a team based on your unique gift set and their unique gift set. I mean, I've seen how you work, Isaac. You empower tremendous people in uh, positions of authority over major divisions of your organization. I'm really impressed. Co- by that. Be,
0: that would be correct. I appreciate that. That'd be correct. But like day one, we flip you the keys, and then it's yours. We'll help you along the way. But like there's Paris a reas- there's a reason I we hire. I take you. it for a drive. Yeah. Hey, 21 Handshake, like
1: and subscribe to this channel right now, <laughs> and comment below. You tell me, do you want Rob to take Isaac's company for a test drive, and then afterwards we'll put it in a garage and we'll put it in reverse to take the miles off the car. Oh, he won't even know. There you we'll go. wait for him to go I on like vacation. That. I don't even know what the hell So that comment means. below and let me know if that's something you want us to do. Cool. Just for a day. Perfect. Perfect. We could no, swap.
0: It's like it, big. We have, like, so understanding Tom whatever... <laughs> It's, did you yeah. just say big? Yeah, yeah like Zolt- Zoltar. You get, you no. get the piano, key, you get the keyboard, the piano in your office. From the movie, the, the, the big, the big one in the mall. Oh, oh! Heart I'm talking about big, soul. aren't they? Da-da. Isn't that big? Da-da. Yeah, that's big. You All got right. it. Cool. We got that's the right crazy. movie. Okay. You get that in there, and we'll do it. We'll I do was another one. I'm still on with the uh,
1: the carnival guy. Zoltar or Zoltar? Oh
0: yeah, that would guy was
1: creepy. But that's how it starts, bro. We're gonna have to go through. We're gonna have to find one of those. A creepy box. With so a comment genius. below. Do you know where we can find a Zoltar, or Zolcar, and and actually correct my spelling for that because I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. Zoltan. We'll go with Zoltan. Zoltan. All right.
0: in, yeah. So, back, ba- <laughs> yeah, back to what you said. Like, da- it, it, it's. It takes time. It takes time looking inward, right, yep. and yep. Self, being self-aware in all these key terms. But yeah. really being honest, because I used to send out like pseudo questionnaires to my friends and people I work with. I'm like, what am I good at, yeah. and more importantly, what wasn't I good at? Yeah, like that's I want to know. Like, there's there's a lot of people that don't want to know that. Yeah, I for some reason I really do want to know that yeah. because number one I probably maybe I can improve, and number two there might be just okay that I need to stay away from that, or yeah. what I've done is I've hired that. Yeah. You've and got a tremendous it, team. Absolutely. It, it, well, but like you, and, and then and then I look at that person, yeah. I'm like, you have to be good at this because I'm not. <laughs> like, right. like, no, this is not, hey, can I do this? This is, no, you need to do this because if you don't, we're screwed, you know? Uh-huh. But uh, Note anyway. to
1: self, don't apply for 21 handshake Correct. unless Correct. I'm ready to really unless jump off at, the cliff. Let, yeah, unless yeah. you're ready to do it.
0: No. Um, so... But what's yeah. fascinating with this? So as you talk about this and the looking yeah. inward, like what's the biggest thing that you've learned in your thirty-five years of yep. of everything? What's if somebody's willing? Maybe it's not entrepreneurship. Maybe yeah. they're doing something that maybe yeah. would be scary, or maybe something that's going to require a different mindset or a different skill set. Yeah. Like what have you learned in your career that you think would help that individual that is looking to do something, like looking to take the plunge and, and do and something. whatever that is. That yeah. would
1: be, you know, what? uncomfortable. Yeah. So here's the deal. Two words. Grab a pen right now and a pad of paper. And I'm gonna give you two words oh, that if that's that, two words. That is, you are way over two <laughs> words. That if yeah. you if you will if you will follow this advice, you will absolutely constantly have a life that moves towards success. Period. Here's the two words. Are you ready? Yeah, I got it. The first oh. word is fail. The second word is forward. Fail forward. As long as you're always learning from your mistakes, not, trying to not make the same mistake two times, but be willing to take risks, failure is absolutely a part of anything worthwhile. Remember that dip. Anything worthwhile that you start pursuing, there's going to be a dip before there's, there's growth to it. That's Seth the, Godin, right? Uh, yeah, he, he wrote he, a book called about The Dip, dip. Yep. but if you think about it, think about a weight loss routine, think sure. about a goal that you set, like, hey, I'm going to start working out, New Year's resolutions. You're all hot and heavy on it for the first week, but then aches and pains start kicking and your muscles are sore and it's cold out and you don't want to go to the gym. There's that dip moment. Many people say that in that dip moment, that's a sign that I'm doing something wrong and I need to retreat back to my uh. comfort zone. The answer is absolutely not. The dip is validation that you're on the right trail. So acknowledge the dip, and acknowledge even failures, trials. Learn from those mistakes and keep moving forward. Uh, I think that's probably the give best me, advice. Give me
0: a specific, a specific moment where you in a, where you in a, you were in a dip.
1: Man, man. Um, well, I mean, pick pick an area of life in that. Um, I threw my diet out the window last night. <laughs> Okay, but seriously, can a man live without carbs? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But now I'm gonna get back on it, so here's my dip. You okay. hold me accountable to right. that. Now, you know what, um, here, here's a dip. So we started our company in 2011, and if I could just be vulnerable, it's just you and me here, and Isaac. Um, you know, whoever tells you that starting a company um, is easy is, is, is blowing some steam at you, uh, quite frankly. They're not telling you the truth. We started the company, um, and by God's grace, um, you know, had a great and strong vision. Um, but it probably took us a solid year to start turning this thing into, you know, something that my family, you know, could survive with and could, really, could really work with. And I'll tell you, it wasn't the fact that you had to wait a year and it's like, oh, we just got to get through that first year. It was the 11th month of doubt, the 11th month of, you know, in the 11th hour, if you will, of doubt, yep. uh, concern, yep. when when it just isn't working yet, and you're you're wondering and you're questioning, am I am I doing the right thing? Is this really the right path that I should be on? And you're considering retreating back to safety and comfort. Yep. I think that's where the real um, entrepreneurs versus entrepreneurs. I think that's the kind of the the test, that, the crucible that refines that gold a little bit, because. Um, Man, I'm just so thankful that we hung on to it. And there's still dips. Anything that we start new, um, you know, there's gonna be a dip moment yeah. to it. But yeah, don't it's... don't think that your failure or challenge is a sign that you need to retreat back. I would say stick to a plan. Give yourself minimum timelines that you would stick to this thing uh, and pursue it.
0: Um, does that and answer then, your question? Well, and and that's then,
1: a deep question, bro.
0: Well, yeah, that's what we do here. Um, and the, but but the, it goes back to what your purpose is, whatever that, because your reason yeah. why has got to be on that. Like I, it has to. I have a couple things that probably propelled me forward in those moments, um, because my original ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even really think I failed forward. Actually, it was just kind of failing and and and, and, and like. So yeah. it, when he says fail forward," it makes sense. Sometimes you won't realize you're failing forward. Sometimes it'll feel like a circle, too. Yeah. Like speaking from experience, but but, but it's this um, it's this uh, kind of looking in the rearview mirror of life. Like again, yeah. this is easier for me because I like when I take that Strength Finder book. Yeah. I'm either one or two futuristic every time, so I can see 50 year old Isaac as clear as I can see 35 year old Isaac. Voltar, like, Vol- which which is you see, know volatile, more right here. It's more even more gray hair than I have now. It's, it's not good, but um, but I can see that, and there's several different things that I thought about. Yeah, uh, and things will come at you along the way, and yeah. anyway, you got to hold on to those of who you're going to be and the story that you that, that you want to hold on to, and that's the anyway. Like those those dips are the dip is when your emotions are trying to get the best of you, and you forget why you started in the first place. And the hardest part is a lot of people in modern day society are used to a clear path, and sometimes that just doesn't exist. That's probably that was probably the hardest part. One of the hardest parts to me is like, uh, and I had four job offers in the first five months when I wasn't making any money. That were all a lot more money than I was making.
1: That's test. That's your test. That's your crucible. Yeah, you're gonna retreat back to what's known, what's sure. What's it really? Is is that really even sure? Here we are, full circle back to Robert Kiyosaki now. But is that even really sure? I mean, employment may feel secure because that's what everybody around you is doing but it's not necessarily the most secure thing
0: you know Uh, it all depends on the personality all depends on that like or if it's you know like you said a weight loss plan or whatever stuff like that it's supposed to it doesn't make... Sometimes it doesn't yeah. make it in yeah. the Instagram photos and that stuff. Like, the, the grind... Like, yeah. the grind's yeah. a popular term now. Like, oh, I'm grinding, and then they show you, like, 17 minutes of work. Like, the people that are truly effing grinding don't have time to talk about them grinding. They're doing stuff. That's what bothers me. It's like, I mean... And the amount of work that it takes with yeah. your brain power, too, is, yes. is, is, is definitely... Starting a company is actually relatively easy when it comes to the formulation of getting the documents and all Filing that kind of Filing the so paperwork. Good. But actually getting it profitable and yeah. is the other, well, other bear. That, right? So that's
1: the Jim Collins thing. So like, what are you good at? It's um, good to great, right? Good to great, it's okay. like, you know, what are you the best in the world at? Um, you know, what can you make? And like, are people willing to buy it? What's the economic engine to it? So if you can okay. answer those three yes. different things, like that's exactly. gonna be kind of a good thing. So p- some people would say you, you experience is the best teacher. I think that's false. I think evaluated experience is the best teacher. So another discipline, a personal discipline that I've kept up is journaling. Every morning I get up, I read actually the scripture, I read the Bible, and and I journal and I try to reflect on um, previous experiences and what I could learn from that. And it's not that I go and I read my journal. I have it on Evernote. It's not like I have to read my journal every day to, like, remind myself of the previous year's worth of experience. But it's in there. And the reason I like Evernote is because I can search key terms in there, too. So if I am processing a new decision, I'm like, have I talked about this before? Or have I gone through this before? I can do a quick little search in that and pull up my previous journal entries and see if it's false. And I could be really weird, too. Sometimes I write an advice section to future Rob, back to the Voltar thing. I say, advice for the future, and then I fill in the blank. I didn't know this interview was going to go there, but that is true, and that's one of my journaling habits.
0: Uh, There's nothing wrong with, I got in the habit of things that I'm stumped on or things that I'm trying to figure out. Like, I write it down. And yeah. uh, my wife got me a little, actually really cool, like leather. But like I still, I have the, the iPad Pro where I write on. I still like writing on paper sometimes too. Do you really? I, I do, I do. But I like that, the feel, whatever. Or Comment either,
1: below. Do you think his penmanship should be written on paper? Yes or no?
0: No, it's even worse than an iPad. <laughs> though. Uh, but so she got me this uh, uh, for Christmas, and so I write down things that I'm stumped on yeah and this is a power in your subconscious brain if you read the law of attraction it's gonna correlate into that there's different ways of talking about it. but I write down like a question that I'm thinking of and yeah. I go to bed
1: because oh.
0: and I wake up sometimes I don't wake that's up a good and I don't idea, bro. but like a write down and write down a couple different things or what well well today or what am I troubling with or like that like it's amazing like when you put something down that's stuck in your brain or it's swirling in your head and you put it down in a visual yeah and you're like because sometimes, sometimes I've looked at them and I wrote down, you, Isaac, you suck at this and this and this. And then you read Aww. that you're like, you're like, don't, don't want me. It's Aww. And then you read that you're like, well, is that really true? And you're like, well. And then the first part of it is like, yeah, it might be a little true. Oh, no, that's not really true. No, no, no. buddy. Could, but, but sometimes, it, anyway, sometimes <laughs> it brings fiction in your head to realism. Or if you're struggling in the dip. I'm gonna go bankrupt. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do, do this. And you write all that stuff down, and then you kind of look at it like, I'm not gonna do that. That's crazy, right? But if you keep it stuck in your head, it's gonna eat you up. And then that that energy back to the energy in your brain. I'd rather have that. The electric cheetah in your brain. Uh, well, no, no, you talked about the energy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Survival. Yeah. I'm okay. survival. I'm with you. I'm all with you, bro. Bankrupt. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm- correlating this thing all Yeah, over this place. is getting
1: deep. I'm liking this. Yeah. That's
0: yeah, oh no,
1: Dude, we should have a philosophy uh, episode where we just dive in deep and we take newer questions.
0: It's I truly believe that this and this are the engines and then everything else is you know. Yeah. And for me personally, and I don't know if it's this way for you guys, but a lot of what I've had to do is not necessarily like create things, but obviously remove the stop signs. Yeah. That I've created in my own head. Yeah, so you know like that, getting like getting on my own way. There's a book called that. Uh Get out, uh, get out of I, your head. Don't no, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. I have uh, not read cool. that book. Um, it was a part of the original. Okay. I had. I got it in college. I should. Have, I should have checked it out. Yeah.
1: It the, the yeah. I do. I do. Um, well, we all carry around limiting Almost beliefs. Gone. All of us carry around limiting beliefs, and these beliefs are self-doubt, self, sure. self. Uh, you know, negative thoughts that hold us back from taking those risks. What do you do? What do you do when you have one? Well, you know, quite frankly, any activity, any action, any behavior that we have, it can probably be sourced back to a belief that caused it.
0: Yeah, there's probably a certain scenario. So,
1: for instance, if you're really insecure as a kid, you're not going to go door-to-door selling Girl Scout cookies or or popcorn as boy scouts right sure Um, you're probably not gonna be comfortable doing that because you feel very insecure and you're unsure of yourself but if you're that confident little kid you're gonna walk into your parents you know workplace and you're gonna sell it sure um, because of a belief about yourself in there but on the flip side of that it might be a positive belief on the flip side we may carry limiting beliefs and so i would recommend using a journal actually write those down as honestly as you can like i feel like i suck today i feel like this today like actually write those down and to think about don't just leave them there though my encouragement is to think like, what is a truthful statement that is actually true about me? Or what would I like to be true about me? And rewrite that limiting belief into a positive and supporting belief. Mm-hmm. And that, quite frankly, if you really wanted to ask me, Rob, what do you do um, every Sunday morning? Rob, what do you do every Sunday morning? Well, thank you for asking, Isaac. I actually pull out a list of those positive beliefs that I've written, and I review those. I call it like a life mission statement. Uh, those just personal affirmations that uh, affirm who I am and um, you know what I believe about myself. Okay, so you're writing those down daily? I, no, I, actually that particular list I wrote down and I refresh it annually. Okay. But it's a, just a personal affirmations thing that just speaks truth into me. Because I do have the, uh, the kind of inclination, the default probably m- like many of your viewers that are watching this, to have these limiting beliefs that just want to hold me back. And so this is my proactive step to be like intentionally feeding myself with truth about who I actually am and who I feel I want to be.
0: And it's as simple as putting it down where it's somewhere visual, right? Somewhere
1: di- visual, then you have to revisit it. Yeah. I mean, how many times well, do you recite the negative beliefs?
0: So every one time you do
1: that, and do two times for the positive beliefs. If you keep that ratio, you probably you'll probably be able to You'll ashamed. be okay. You'll be yeah. okay.
0: That's really good. I like yeah. it. That's really good. Come on, get some. That's really good. You're, hey, right. you're
1: going to get your money's worth today on 21 Handshake. I tell you that much okay. right now. Okay,
0: So. What's, um, sorry, I'm sorry. last sorry. we went through what that's something that can help anybody. We talked about, yeah. that, I mean, that is really good. So let's do that one more time. Yeah. So, one thing to do, and we were talking about the dip, but we we're talking about getting through something. Yeah. And you are going to encounter like, there's tactics. You can Google how to do anything. Yeah. But emotionally, yeah, is where it's all designed on, is, yeah. is where it's going to be controlled, yeah. like in your head, right? Yeah. So, Simply writing down, yeah, what you're feeling that could be negative, feeling, and, and then and then changing that to what you would really like to feel or experience. Is that, yeah, is that feel a or
1: a truth that disarms that feeling. Yes.
0: Okay. Yep. So I, I'm bad at this and this and this. But then you're like, wait a second. Four weeks ago, there was an instance that I was actually really good at that. So yeah. maybe I can't. Maybe I am good at that. Is that or, what you're saying?
1: Or, or I might say a, a little pivot to that, like. Um, like, let's talk relationships. Like, one sure. in particular could be, like, hey, if I'm open, transparent, and honest, I'll get hurt. And that's bad. Like, ah. that could be... So, so what I want to be is fake in a veneer, you know, and hold up this front for people so that they don't really see the real me because my feeling is if they see the real me, they won't like me. Like, that's real. That's a real belief that Rob carries around. But the reality is, if I want to flip that, it's like, hey, if I'm open, transparent, honest relationships, I may get hurt... But But it's worth it to have authentic relationships, an authentic handshake. But to really have a relational connection with someone like my wife or kids, it's worth exposing myself to get hurt a little bit. Um, Few people ever really have those types of relationships where they are that fully open, uh, authentic, and vulnerable. And so my new belief is that it's worth the pain, potential, the potential for pain. So not that the pain's bad and to be avoided, but it's just that hey, if it happens, it's a it's the cost uh, as a means to an end.
0: I think in the last five years Mm -hmm. of being, you know, business owner, I think the one thing, one of the things I've learned to do the best is to create. Most decisions in life kind yeah. of have a gray area to them. They're not black and white. So it's yeah. bigger opposites. Yeah. And I've learned to actually get through the minutiae of that that could cause pause, and turn it into a yes or no, fork in the road. Tell me about it. Um, uh, I don't want to do that because I might get hurt. Well, but okay. Well, do you want relations? Ah, uh, yeah, i like to, but I yeah. might get hurt. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm like, all right. So. There's two decisions, right? It really comes to what's your upside and what's your downside, right? So I've literally tried to break everything down to really it's either this or this. And I understand there's minutiae in both. I understand it's not 100% and 0%, but there's a fork in the road of every decision and make the decision and commit to the decision and then go with it until you know anything different. A lot of people have what you're talking about there, but don't do anything because they're stuck in the gray.
1: Same thing for our entrepreneur that we're talking about. Yeah. They're fearful of taking that plunge because they don't, they don't want to risk failure. Yeah. So what's the belief
0: there? If I fail, then I'm bad. If I fail, no. then I can't be an entrepreneur. That might be a belief that and someone I have you have Which one is more important? Suc- having the opportunity to succeed is uh, as, an, as an entrepreneur or reducing your risk in, if, is, is not failing more important to you? And which one's more important? Because that, to me, that's a yes or no. Yeah. Is it more important to yeah. have the opportunity to su- succeed, or is it more important to you to not fail? And your behavior will dictate that decision. That's a fork in the road. And see, I would define success as this. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's how fail you fail forward. It. You're like yeah. You're if like you're, look, if I'm you're doing go.
1: this over and over and over again over enough time, I would say that that is a successful person.
0: I ain't a chance in hell I can read that, but they, it does say. Well, because of, that's because you should be typing that, bro. I know. I did, I, We're back to the I, penmanship. I thing. It's all got good. You. All right, you should got we talked about. You've got <laughs> plenty of advice to help somebody. All right. Last question, wrapping yep. up here. Yep. Eighteen year old. You can answer this in two. You can go two different routes with this. Yep. What would the what would Rob tell his eighteen year old self? Oh or, goodness! Oh goodness! Or. You have two children that are ages eight and four correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. What would yeah. you tell them on their 18th birthday that you oh. want take care with them? Oh. And would they be the same?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, 18-year-old Rob. We're back to the Voltar. Voltan. Transforming back to the little hey. big. Okay.
0: I think we need an hey. affiliate link to Mr. Big. Eight. Eight,
1: okay. Um, let's see here. 18-year-old Rob I would say, on a serious note, um, fan the flame of curiosity. Curiosity is way more valuable than knowledge, period. Huh. Stay yeah, curious, stay hungry, stay humble. Um, if that can be your kind of internal belief... Would
0: you say that to your kids, too? Um,
1: no, no, I got, I got something else for them.
0: Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, no. uh, here's to my eight-year-old daughter wears sweatpants. My pay. eight-year-old, <laughs> my eight-year-old,
1: my eight-year-old. This is very serious. Pokemon do not have a return on the investment. Into <laughs> my four-year-old, you build beautiful Lego towers. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You're gonna say that. But when don't they're make 18? me don't make me pay for it. You're gonna say you're gonna say that when they're 18. That was the Make America Great Again joke. That's a bad joke. Too soon for that joke. Yes, it's real don't make should... me pay for the Lego wall.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's where you're going? That was at?
1: bad. Wow. That was bad. Okay. I, I'm going to have to change. I, I uh, believe in change for that. They're
0: so. graduating high school. And you yeah. do the hugs and then you have the party afterward. You're so proud after commencement. Yeah. And yeah. What's, if, if you never listen to dad again, Yeah. What, what, what do you want them to know? Outside of, I love you, I'll be here for you forever. Yeah. Because obviously that we'll, we'll call that yeah. pretty consistent that you would say that. Yeah.
1: I would say, hmm, this is deep stuff, man. This is yeah. philosophy hour. No, man, it's this just is a relationship really good. A so, you know, straight up to my children, what I would say is live life discovering and becoming who you were built to be,
0: who you were born to be, to go on that journey. And it won't be a light
1: switch that you flip to say that instantly I know who I'm supposed to be and so now I'm in my lane. But live can't life wait. constantly asking that question and constantly fail forward toward that question, um, because you know we we're all built for a purpose. It's far greater than anybody's individual story. It's a whole story and, that and we're Dad, a part of.
0: Mom and Dad would be happy to fund the adventure for the next 20 years. You can just go after him and go do it. No, no, we, no. <laughs> okay, no, kidding. kidding. I want them to watch this in 10, 14 years to be funny. And, and I and
1: I buy book reports from my son. I pay him 20 bucks for a book report. And the deal is that he has to save money for his first car. He's eight years old, and I'll match him dollar for dollar up to a certain amount that we've agreed on. And so, if those Pokemon. Can Pokemons, I get in on that deal? What's that? Can I get in on that deal? Yeah. Book reports? Yeah, you can start chipping in and paying for that too. that really no, help no, no, me no, out, no. actually. <laughs> so, you know, but the deal is that if, if he really likes Pokemon, he might be riding his bike as a 17 year old someday. Okay. Right. So he'll he he like live with that natural consequence. A good
0: so. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, Rob, thank you so much for taking some time out here at the Electric Cheetah. How was your. It's gone. You know, that's how good it was. (sighs) It was good, though, right?
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Isaac. I have the utmost uh, respect for 21 Handshake and the businesses that you have built. And so someday when
0: I grow up, I want to be just like you. Oh, So thank you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. And uh, that wraps it up here at uh, Electric Cheetah. Thank you for tuning in to Hops and Handshakes. Check out Rob. Rob, uh, we'll include links below. You can say too. How do we find you? Go to well, first of all before me
1: even go to Amazon and buy Don Miller's book, Building okay. a Story that's Brand. A it's an absolute worthwhile read. It will absolutely transform your business and the clarity of your marketing. Sure. Um, you know, if you need some help pulling it all together, that's what I do as a Story Brand Certified yep. Guide. And so you can find me at HughesIntegrated.com, Story Brand Certified Guide. Perfect. Uh, check it out. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you.